Before we get into this week's episode, it's a big day in the world of No One Knows Anything. We have our first sponsor of the podcast. I'm so excited to announce that this week's episode is sponsored by DiabeticCandy.com. If you're craving sweets for the holidays but don't want the extra sugar, try DiabeticCandy.com for all your sugar-free chocolate, candies, and gift baskets. Their holiday boxes make the perfect host or hostess gifts as we head into the holiday season. Sugar-free doesn't mean taste-free, and DiabeticCandy.com is everything from lollipops to peanut butter cups that are so good. My personal favorites are the chocolate-covered marshmallows. They are unreal, and I recommend. You can use coupon code CHOCOLATE for 20% off your order now through November 25th. Again, that's coupon code CHOCOLATE, C-H-O-C-O-L-A-T-E, for 20% off your order just for No One Knows Anything listeners. So get those orders in ASAP. Now, let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back to another episode of No One Knows Anything. Sorry for no episode last week. Honestly, following the discussion on burnout, I just needed a break. There's really no other explanation to that. And like I said, in last week's episode or two weeks ago, I guess now, normalize taking a break and not having to provide an explanation. So that's what I'm doing. I'm taking my own advice. Um, Last week's episode was such a well-received discussion and episode. The feedback was awesome. Thank you so much for listening and for taking the time to reach out. It was really, really cool to see that it resonated with so many people. But we're back after a brief hiatus, ready to get into this week's episode and keep this thing going. I have a very, very exciting guest. I think I'm just going to keep saying that for all of eternity for this entire podcast because they are just all so exciting to me. So my guest this week is Meredith. She is one of my closest friends from grad school. Um, she's also a speech therapist, so we're very speech heavy the past couple days, but I promise it won't get too speechy. This is definitely going to be something that everyone can hopefully relate to and take something from this episode. Um, she's working in an elementary school like myself. She recently switched jobs and school, so we'll probably get into a little bit of that, the decisions and stresses that come along with making a change like that. She is also a pure bar instructor, happy hour enthusiast just like an all-around good time gal that I'm so excited to share with all of you. So Mary, you want to say hi to the people? Hello, people. What an intro. Always, 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 always. I'm here just to hype everyone up, just like your resident hype girl these days. (laughs) I love it. Um, So today we're talking about imposter syndrome. Yes. And I know that this is something that I feel like recently has become very popular. And I think it's another thing kind of like burnout that I've experienced, but I didn't really know what it was called. And much like toxic positivity too. Like it was definitely around and it's present, but I just never had a word for it until I really thought about it. So if anyone doesn't know what imposter syndrome is, it's basically just a feeling of doubt or feeling incompetent in what you're doing or who you are, despite your education, experience, accomplishments, etc. And I know like millennials get a bad rap and everything is so like millennial this, millennial that, but I was reading things in general and in preparation for this episode and I saw a study that said 70% of millennials experience imposter syndrome. So there's one in, or seven out of 10 people, math is hard sometimes, that was really embarrassing. (laughs) We don't like Um, math as speech therapists, it's okay. Exactly. That's why we work with words. Um, (laughs) Um, seven out of 10 people our age are experiencing imposter syndrome. Basically, they don't think that they deserve what they have or that they're good enough for what they have or what they're doing. And I feel like that's a huge number. 
it's like that you, is a lot it's a lot it is a huge number and it's just basically the feeling that i feel like millennials always feel like we have something to prove mm-hmm. like no one ever takes us seriously and i think a lot of it's just because of our age and yeah. the generation that's ahead of us so we'll get into that a little bit but we are overachievers and so we're overachievers and we work hard but we attribute all of our achievements to luck instead of hard work right that's basically what i like the, to summarize everything that i've been seeing lately about this and i also read in the same study that 40% of people that were surveyed considered millennials hard workers. So only 40%, not even half the population <laughs> considers half. like, exactly, less than half of people in the world consider our age group. I don't even know what the exact numbers are. I just know that we fall into it. Hard workers. So how are we supposed to ever feel like we're worthy of what we get or what we're doing if people don't think that we're working hard? Yeah, that's or that, like, hurtful. We, exactly. Or that we deserve it. Like people think that everything's just handed in a, on a silver platter and it's not true. So that's kind of the basis of today's today's episode. I know I like was spitting some straight facts. Straight you facts. research today. <laughs> but already very relatable. Exactly. And I think... I think it it is very oversaturated lately, just like everyone just likes to crap on millennials, but this is so real. So very real. Professionally, I'm going to turn the tables, Mary. I'm going to grill you a little. All right, Um, let's go. Professionally, do you feel like you have experienced, are experiencing imposter syndrome? Um, 100%. I would say that it comes in waves. Um... And I know we're going to talk because, you know, we're speech therapists and there's, I feel like every job is kind of becoming like an Instagrammable job, right? So as speech therapists, we start following all these accounts on Instagram and we're like looking at these people doing all these amazing things, coming up with these new materials and like blogging and you're like, well... It's awesome. I love looking at it, but then some days I'm like, well, like how come I'm how come I'm not doing that? Like why isn't that something that I could do? Or like exactly. it makes me feel like why are those things that I don't know? Like I went to grad school. This is my what this is our fourth year working. Yeah. I've been I working have for four. you know, enough time. Like how come I don't know that? So I think the social media a lot can get in my head. But also even just at work, like sometimes a teacher or someone else will ask me a question and there's times where I'm like, I don't know the answer off the top of my head and I just have to play it off like, let me look into that. Yep. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Really. Some days. And like, obviously, as we've gained more experience, it's gotten better. But we also started working in 2018. So we had one normal school year before COVID. And I feel like that really took a toll because we weren't able to adjust. So then when we came back and we're fully back in school this year, it's like almost like starting over again, like getting used to life being like normal again. Agreed. And I think for anyone who doesn't know, when you're applying for your licensing for speech pathology, you have to do what's called a clinical fellowship year. So really our only real year working quote unquote real or normal was 
under like the guidance of someone else. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we knew what we were doing, but we were fresh out of grad school. I had no idea what I was doing. I was like a chicken without a head. Yeah. And I know like I gave Steph shout outs last week. I don't know how she put up with me because she's the other speech therapist that I work with and I truly had no idea what I was doing. So no idea. There was that. And so now it's like, right, we're back in person and we're expected to just, you know, know what we're doing and we're supposed to be like fourth year SLPs and you know you finally have your sea legs but like uh I really don't (laughs) I really don't but at the same time like then when you look back at 2018 and you think like wow how how little you knew then like it really is like you learn more every day you know not just even every year like every day you learn something new, whether it's something you read on a blog or something you research yourself or just from your coworkers or something like you're learning something every day, but it's hard not to feel the pressure of like, and speech is such a broad field. It's so hard to feel the pressure of like, you can't possibly know everything there is. Like, for example, my sister has two kids. Her son is 18 months old. And he's talking, he's saying some words, but she will kind of ask me like, well, is that like normal for his age? And I'm like, that's something I learned in grad school, but like, I don't work with kids his age. So like, I have to look it up because I just don't know that. But then I feel kind of bad. Like she's coming to me because I'm a professional and that's my field. But like, I don't know it off the top of my head. Exactly. But like we can't I feel possibly that all the time. be expected to know everything off the top of our heads. And I feel like that is like a constant reminder that we need to have. Right. And I think especially like you said, like the social media, I call them like the Pinterest SLPs yep. who make everything look so fine and dandy and beautiful. And they have all these amazing materials targeting all of these goals and helping all of these different types of kids with all these diagnoses. And I'm like, am I supposed to be doing that? Is it like is that what we're supposed to be doing? Because I'm for sure not doing it. And then I have those times where like, I do get that stroke of inspiration and I'm like, you know what? We're going to make all the materials and we're going to hit all these goals and we're going to help all the kids. And then I finish those sessions and I'm like, you know, I have like, take off my clown mask. I'm like, who was this person? Like, who do I think I am doing this? And that's, that's imposter syndrome. 100%. And it's funny that you should say that because I just got some new materials that I spent money on from a person on Instagram who her stuff is amazing. Like I was so excited to get it. So my niece is three. So I was like, you know what? Let me just test it out with her. Like I was excited to use it. So I'm doing it. Like she's doing great with all this stuff. You know, we were kind of just playing. And my sister's like, do you think it'll go that well when you bring it to school and do it with your students? And I'm like, no way. Absolutely <laughs> like, no not. way. Like, you know, like, First of all, my niece is a typically developing three-year-old. I don't even work with three-year-olds. But also, I'm her aunt. So we're doing it more like play. I'm not taking data. I'm not addressing specific goals. Like it's like, yeah, it's so fun when you can just like do it and not think about anything. But like then I bring it to to work and I actually have to like make it work. And it's like it's never going to go the way that I think it is. Never. But like that's also okay. Exactly. And I think I always talk about social media being the highlight reel and people post these videos. And this, I think, can be for any profession. I mean, granted, I can only really speak for speech pathology, but I'm sure that there are other Pinterest, insert job title here, like 
blogs and accounts and pages and things that you can follow where it looks amazing and people are doing it like how it should be, quote unquote. And, you know, it's like you have those textbook people who just make it look so easy and flawless and cool. And it's it's just the highlight reel, mm-hmm. but it feeds so much into imposter syndrome yes. because these places are great. These social, social media is great to turn to people to find more information and to find other professionals and to get ideas and, you know, expand your knowledge on your field. But if all you're seeing is everything looking perfect, perfect. and then when you try to do that, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like you feel like, what did I go through all of that schooling and all of this work and all that? Like, if I can't be like that, but yeah. that's not reality. It's not reality. And I'm a very type A like OCD, anxious person as it is, like I feel like I put enough pressure on myself. So then when you see that and you're like, those people are perfect. Like they come up with all these good ideas. Like even when I buy these materials, right? I started leaving like real honest reviews. Like I bought this one thing and I'm literally still not done prepping all of it. It's taking me forever. And I left a review and I'm like, I love it. It's awesome. I was like, the prep work is definitely intimidating and takes a long time. Like, because I feel like people just think like, oh, she posted on her Instagram. I'm going to buy it and I'm going to use it just like her. And it's going to be awesome. And I'm like, I'm sure it's going to be awesome when I'm done, but like, it's not awesome putting it together. So like, I'm being honest and you can read my review and like, let someone be real instead of like, this is great. I love it. Like I'm going to be real in the reviews because someone has to be. Right. Exactly. Someone has to be. And it's not you being like mean or ill will towards that person. It's just like, that's the reality of the situation. And no one likes to talk about it because everyone just likes to seem like everything is rainbows and butterflies all the time. It's not rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. I think we also fall into, and this kind of goes for everyone, our age, just because we're younger, people look at us as if we don't know what we're doing. And then mm-hmm. we also internalize that. We're like, yeah. oh, you know what? I've only been doing this for four years or however long it is. I'm not 30, 35. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. established in my job yet. So you know what? They're right. I don't know what I'm doing. But that's yeah. not true. Some of the most successful people, you know, we bring different things to the table. And just because you're not doing it how, you know, the oldest person in the room is doing it doesn't mean that you're wrong or that you're any less than them necessarily. It's just, I think that's another way that impost that you can feel like an imposter because people just because of how old you are. Yeah. And sure with time you gain more experience and you get more confidence and you have less and less imposter syndrome as the years go on. But I always think it's there a little bit. There is no way that one person, no matter what field you're in, no matter what title you hold, no matter what job you have, that you're going to know everything. No. There's no way. It's just like not possible. Even the, exactly. Even fields with the smallest scope, you can be the best at it, but you're still going to come across things that are going to stump you and you're not going to have answers Plus, for. Plus things change, like especially in the world we live in today, like not even just technology, just like everything is just constantly evolving, constantly changing. And that just means we're all just constantly trying to learn more or sometimes just trying to catch up to what's current and what's new exactly and there's only 24 hours in a day yeah we're we're only human and i think 
tying back into social media, I talk about it every week, but it's super important and I sound like a broken record, but I'm not going to stop. Like people only post their accomplishments or achievements or an award they won or a promotion they've got or, you know, how far they're going. And if that's all you're seeing and you're not also getting those things and you're not also experiencing those things, it can be really difficult and you you might think like, oh, I'm not trying hard enough. But I mean, I can see someone who is getting a promotion or getting a bonus or something like that. And that's just not the field we work in, but no. it will still make me feel like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should be doing better. Yeah. And it's like, no, like that's like apples and oranges. You can't compare that. No, you can't. But I think it's just like so easy because it's literally just at our fingertips, all these other mm-hmm. people's lives or the parts of their lives that we're seeing you're sitting down after a long day, you're exhausted from your day, you're trying to relax, and then you end up just scrolling through and essentially just feeling bad about yourself because you don't look the way this one does, or you aren't as good as a speech therapist as this one, or you don't have a house like that one. Like, it's just yeah, and you constant could be coming comparison. Off, right, you could be coming off the best some days I leave and I'm like, that was the best therapy day I've ever had. I, you know what? I knew what I was doing, things like that. But then I sit on Instagram and I'm like, oh, I guess I could have done that instead. I guess I could have done this better because you just see materials or things or people doing things different way and it's not right. And it's like, you could be, you can be coming off this high just because you're comparing yourself to other people. Right. Which is crazy. So I think that's, People, a lot of times, I think, think about imposter syndrome in a professional sense, which what we just talked about, like professionally, I think that's where most people experience it. But I, what I don't think people realize is you can also experience imposter syndrome personally. Right. And like you said, like you don't have like houses and things like that. Like talk about that a little bit more, like how imposter syndrome aside from your job, like impact can impact you. Yeah, so, I mean, our age, we're 27, so a lot of people are buying houses, getting engaged. Some of them are even having babies. And it's like everyone has their own timeline, which people do remind me of, but it's very hard not to feel like, well, that's what I should be doing. Everyone else Mm -hmm. my age is doing that. That's what I should be doing. And I have been feeling that pressure a lot more lately. Today actually is my boyfriend, Than, and I's four-year anniversary. We've been dating four years. He's a little older than I am. So it's constant right now like, well, when are you guys going to get engaged? Or when are you going to buy a house? You know, what are you waiting for? But it's like, Each of us, to get where we are right now, has had to grow individually. And now it's like we're finally at the point where, like, we have an apartment together. I don't fully live here yet because I'm just not ready to yet, which there's also nothing wrong with, which I feel like people are like, well, why don't you just want to go live with your boyfriend? It's like, well, I'm going to. But I need to do it slowly because I'm an anxious person and change just makes me more anxious. Right. That's your timeline and people need to respect it. Right. I just feel like it's very like everyone is so individual. And when you're constantly seeing 
this one posting an engagement ring, this one posting house. Like, again, exactly kind of what I said before. It's just like, well, how come I'm not there? Like, even though where I was four years ago and where mine and my boyfriend's relationship was four years ago, we've grown so much from where we were. Like, it's like we should be proud of that. We should be proud of the things we've accomplished individually and the things we've done together. Like, I shouldn't feel like I'm like I need this or I need that like I'm happy like I genuinely am happy but it's like so hard not to compare yourself to everyone else's life around you exactly and I got that even like just starting this podcast like we've only been at it for like a month yeah nothing but every time I post something on the Instagram page or I publish a new episode I think to myself I'm like who do I think I am I've always said I don't want this to get like too preachy but like we talk about things like I just like talking about like random topics that impact me that have relevance to me that I think have relevance to more people than care to admit and just like sharing a different perspective that's all it is this is just a creative outlet for myself and has the feedback been great yeah has the response been great yeah it really has been and I think what I set out to do I'm I'm doing which is a great feeling but I follow because I follow and I listen to so many successful podcasts I'm constantly comparing myself whether it's the audio quality or the conversations and the topics that I'm having or you know guests or what I'm posting on the Instagram or sometimes I'll spend like a few hours just like figuring out like what colors I want to use and like making it flow and making it look good and things like that because like it's important to me and honestly I think it's fun and if people want to judge me for it go for it I don't really care don't listen to the podcast I don't care um but I it's just so fun for me and I'm I'm not I mean I'm taking it seriously but it's really just an outlet for me but I do every week feel like who like I think I can post a podcast like Joe Rogan does or like you know I listen to a lot of women's sports podcasts, mm-hmm. like the US, the soccer team, the national soccer team. I listen to like their podcasts that they have and like they're very established people. And I'm like, I think I can do the same thing as them. Like that's a joke, but I can. Yeah. And but you I, are. Right. And I am because you're listening to this right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I also feel like in like friendships or, you know, dating people can always feel like even though you like hanging out with people and you have a good time with them and you think like okay this was great you're always like well you know what they probably don't feel the same way or they don't feel the same way about me as I feel about them because they're too cool they have these kind of jobs and I know I talked about like I went to California over the summer visited Kristen who's on the podcast episode three go take a listen if you haven't um we I told her I was like I just feel like I don't fit in with these people and it's not that I don't fit in it's just you're it's different it's a different lifestyle you have a different job like it doesn't mean that you're any less than those people it's just different it's just different. so you have exactly you have to find that way to just add not advocate for yourself that's the wrong word but kind of just share yourself yeah and more people are going to like you than you realize you're not gonna be everyone's cup of tea not everyone is your cup of tea. I've, True. you know what? That's something that I've realized. Like you, not everyone has to like you because you don't like everyone. You don't like I don't everyone. like everyone. No. For sure. So why should I expect that everyone's supposed to like me? That's unrealistic. But I think people, and I was having a conversation with my friend Alyssa about this last night, actually. She said like, you know, you can have the best time with someone or the best dinner or the best happy hour, whatever it is. You can hang out with someone and think like, oh, I had a great time. I want to do that again. 
But then you're like, oh, but they probably don't want to. They didn't think I was having as fun as me. And it's just like, why do we do that? And I, I definitely do that all the time. And I think like you kind of mentioned that I started a new job. So I was working in one school since I was out of grad school. So for the past three years. And then obviously applying to a job, switching jobs was a whole stress in itself. And it's not that I wasn't happy where I was. It was just I knew that that wasn't where I could stay for the long term. You know, like I just for many reasons wanted to change jobs. So when I did, it was obviously hard to tell my friends at my old school that I was leaving because I had been so comfortable with them. And I thought back to when I started there and how hard it was. Not hard, but I can be very shy So I thought about how nervous I was and how, you know, it took me a lot to build those friendships. And here I am, like, leaving those friendships and going to a new place where I don't know anyone. And I'm like, I have to start all over. And, like, what if I'm – what if I don't fit in? What if people don't like that I'm the new person? What if people don't like me? Like, you know – Some buildings can have lots of old teachers, like older. What if there's no one my age? Like, just like thinking all those things and it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm qualified for the job. Like, I got the job out of everyone who applied, everyone who interviewed. Like, I'm worthy of having this job. And like, aside from the job, like, I have all these amazing friends so, like, if I don't make friends at work, like, who cares, you know? Right, and you were able to do it at that previous job. So who's to say that you can't even do it at that job, but it's just like this narrative that we tell ourselves. Yeah. Like, why am I like putting myself down? Like you're going to get this new job and you're not going to have any friends. Like Everyone's going to hate you. Everyone's going to hate you. And like, obviously I'm only a month in a month, a little over a month into my new job, but like I have already kind of formed those connections because I think you know, my old job was my first job ever. So it was like so many things happening at once. But I think like that experience coming into this new job, it's like I already have the experience of my job. So like I can put some more effort into like building those relationships with the people that I work with. Exactly. It's a different, it's a different start than you had to be. It is. It's a different start. And it's been fun. I mean, have I like gone out to like a coworker happy hour? No only with my sister and her coworkers, which I feel like kind of counts. But, like, that's okay because, like, I'm happy. And it's, like, it really has totally improved the quality of my life. And, of course, I miss my friends from my old job. But, like, that also wasn't a reason for me to stay there, you know? like Exactly. Just just because you were nervous about, like, meeting new people, making new friends, or even just, like, being – good at your job in a new place Mm -hmm. it's not a reason to to stay right exactly proud of you look at you growth we love it (laughs) so basically we have to just like stop comparing ourselves to others because it just leads to us feeling inadequate whether it's professionally personally dating friendships career whatever it is and like it's the weirdest world that we live in because people are always sharing good things and highlights of their life Mm -hmm. but then we also were always feeling like we could be doing better. Like yeah. I can be sharing something. Like I remember last year, so like 
I was nominated educational specialist of the year, which is something that like there's a teacher of the year and ed specialist of the year at my school, which was very exciting. I was like a new speech therapist. It was great. It was like really cool. a, A huge deal. But I'm also still just like, you know what? Like I could be doing better. And it's like, why? Why? Like, and that's how it leads to burnout. All these episodes yeah. are, you know, just tying into each other. I'm kind they of impressed really with are. myself. I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> it's true. Like you, people sh- are sharing your, their highlights all the time, but then they're also still constantly feeling like they can do better. And it's like this yeah. nonstop hamster wheel and yes. it becomes toxic to a point. It definitely does become toxic. Yeah. And it's like talking about the hamster wheel. It's like you go on social media to do what? Like to just do like mindless scrolling and relax. But then your mindless scrolling and relaxing turns into like comparing yourself to all these mm-hmm. other people. So it's like – and I've gone through phases where like not really Instagram but um, I find Facebook to be just like way more stressful Um I don't know. I think a lot of people feel that way, but I've gone through phases where I just deleted the Facebook app entirely from my phone because I'm like, I just can't do this. Like I could recognize that it was stressing me out. However, I've never deleted Instagram and it's like that probably causes me just as much stress, but like it's almost like self-sabotage. Like I know that I'm going to go on there and end up comparing myself to someone but I still do it. But right. Then... And I think Instagram now, there's so much, like, there's so much good on Instagram now, mm-hmm. too. Like, if you look for it, you can find it. There really yeah. is. Like, I believe that. And there's so many accounts that I follow. Like, I know I talked about, like, Tinks is one of them. She's become really popular. Like, I really love her content and she's real and things like that. And, like, another one is um, Victoria Garrick, who has Real Pod. She's great also. Like, they're, I, they're just real people and they don't make me feel shitty yeah but like you said it's just like i think with instagram it's tough because there is so much good out there but there's also so much bad Mm -hmm. and it's just like you have to be really self-aware of what and how different things make you feel yeah and i know you've done this and i've done this too it's like there's some people that you might follow that it's like watching a car crash and you're like they don't make me feel good they really annoy me or they give me anxiety I should unfollow them, but I'm not going to. And then there's just like one day, like if you're having a particularly bad day and they post something that really sets you off, that's like, that's the day. You're like, all right, I'm done. I'm cutting you off. And I've done that, you know, like people that have made me feel bad, even like people that I went to college with, people that I were on my same cheerleading team. After college, it was kind of just like, why am I allowing you to see into my life? And why am I still following you in your life? If you don't make me feel good about myself, all you do is Mm -hmm. make me feel like I'm less than I know I am. It's like you really do have to constantly remind yourself and be very aware of like, wow, this person is consistently making me feel bad. Like, why am I continuing to allow them to be a part of my life? And It just needs to end. And it's important to recognize. Right. All you have to do is hit unfollow. It's the beautiful thing about social media. Like, you don't have to follow these people. You can unfollow them. And I am proud to say that I have done that. And same. Way better off for it, honestly. And it sounds so silly. Like, 
I'm going to unfollow you. But like, it does make a difference when like that person that triggers you isn't popping up on your page every day. And you know that like, on the other end too, if you prevent them from following you, like you know that they're not looking into their your life judging you. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. It's a two-way street. So yeah. I think it's it's super important. Mm-hmm. So that's imposter syndrome. And this kind of ties into the unfollow, my new segment that was introduced last week on the podcast. I have now given it a name. It's called Tell Me Your Tops. Woohoo! And this is where... I ask my guests their top three or top five ways to, in in relevance to, you know, what we've discussed in our episode, and then kind of one that's like offhand, just for funsies, kind of get to know you kind of thing. So, Mer, are you ready for Tell Me Your Tops? I think I'm ready. Okay. I'm a little so the first nervous. one, <laughs> don't be nervous. This is going to be fun. <laughs> the first one is top three ways to overcome imposter syndrome. So kind of like you said, mm-hmm. you can tag that on if you want. Just like unfollow people who don't add anything to your life. Yes. I would make that in no particular order, but kind of a particular order. Like, because I feel like a lot of imposter syndrome comes from what you're seeing other people do. Like unfollow or take some time away from your app or I don't know, set a timer for your app or something. If you feel yourself getting triggered by whatever app you're on or whatever you're looking at, just put your phone down. Agreed. Agreed. That's a good one. Do you have anything else? Um, that we'll, yeah. we'll consider that one, maybe two. We'll consider that one. Like okay, unfollow perfect. would be one. And like take time away from social media and your phone would be two. Because okay. I do feel that way too. Like we're all attached to our phones. But sometimes like some of my best, most relaxing days are like if I just like leave my phone in one room and like go about my day. It's just such a nice break. Agreed. And then number three would be like, always remind yourself that like you are you and you're worthy of everything that you have. And like you got to where you are by working hard and like don't discredit all the things that you have and all the things that you've done to get to where you are now because you have to remember that. Exactly. And if you can't hype yourself up, find a hype girl, find a hype guy, find a hype person. I feel like that could be a number four. I'm going to add a number Mm -hmm. four. Like surround yourself with people who hype you up. Like find your hype people. Find your hype people. And whether (laughs) it's, you know, people you can talk to about work or people you can talk to just about life, like people to hype you up. Like if you're having a bad day, those are the people that are going to bring you back up. Or if you're having a good day, they're going to make your day even better. Exactly. For sure. For sure. I think those are all really important. Yeah. So now let's get into the funsies. Halloween's over. Thanksgiving's coming up. Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's. Holidays are coming up. It's the best time of the year. People who say they don't love these next six weeks. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. That's all or there is to it. Or you need to reevaluate. Right. Get some hot cocoa. Get watch a Hallmark cocoa. movie. Yeah. Get in the... Get in the friggin' season. Take That's a all day I have to off say. of work and just watch Hallmark Christmas movies all day and you'll feel better. Exactly. So, Meredith, if you had to give your top five favorite ways to get into the holiday spirit, share them with the people. Give them what okay. they want. Lay it These on us. These have to be in no particular order because they kind of all coexist with each other. 
Okay. Usually I wouldn't allow it, but for purposes of this, I'll allow it. Okay. So I'm going to start with um, number one is what I did today. And I went shopping for Christmas decor um, at HomeSense. Great selection if anyone's, you know, looking. Um, They had Christmas music on, which I feel like just amplifies the situation. Like had I gone there for Christmas decor? No. But the Christmas music, I was like, all right, mom, we're doing it. We're Christmas shopping. And my mom, who says every year we are not buying more Christmas decorations for the house, even ended up buying um, more decorations for Shout out Mary. So shout out Mary. We did some damage (laughs) at home sense today. So I always think that's a good way to get in the spirit. Just buy some new decorations. It gets you excited. You don't have to put them Mm -hmm. up. I don't have mine up because I do believe in waiting until after Thanksgiving, but it's a good way. Perfect. Um, Second one would be, I kind of start thinking about like the gifts I'm going to buy people um, because whether we like it or not, the holidays are gift giving. I personally love giving gifts. Me too. So I kind of start, oh yes, you do. I kind of start planning out um, or thinking about what I'm going to get people, which is a good way to. Okay, so you gift guide gift guide number one it's a good way to get into the spirit number two it's a good way to start thinking about it early because then you can budget if you need to and then you won't stress about money we love a budgeting moment. number three which i love and it just started up again this week holiday baking championship i knew you were um, gonna throw that in there i love it and it's great because there is a halloween baking championship not my favorite But the holiday baking is cool because they do tie in Thanksgiving too. So it doesn't go like straight to Christmas. Like they really You can stretch it. You can stretch it. And it's just an awesome way to get excited about the holidays. Okay, that was three. I mean, I'm going to go listen to Christmas music. Last night for no reason at all, the song Christmas Rapping popped into my head. And I was like, Maybe that's why I woke up today and went to HomeSense and started Christmas shopping because I had a Christmas song stuck in my head. Yeah. I did download my Spotify. Again, shout out Tinks. If she ever heard this episode, I would just die. But <laughs> shout out Tinks. She has great Spotify playlists. So I downloaded her Tinks Miss playlist and listened to it on my walk today. It was great. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like with the cold weather coming in, it's just... I love Thanksgiving. I would never skip over it, but I feel like it's never too early to start feeling the Christmas spirit right. because it ends up going by so fast. So like, right. I don't get those that. Christmas juices flowing. And I think the last one would be like, and I kind of started doing this today is like start planning some fun holiday activities. Like I really want to have like a Christmas charcuterie party So I started kind of thinking about that today and getting ideas for that. And I think like just knowing that you have things other than the holidays themselves to look forward to because it's a holiday season, right? You want to spend as much time with people and celebrate as much as you can. It's not just about those specific days. So I think that's a good one is to like plan some fun holiday themed things with your your hype people. Right. And I mean, charcuterie charcuterie is the reason for the season so i support that reason for any season i already started thinking about how i could make a christmas tree shaped charcuterie board the size of my entire table so i love that yeah please keep us posted i'll post it to the gram (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah honestly great tell me your tops 
Thank that you. Was, I know it wasn't. I know they were kind of lengthy answers. I hope um, we didn't lose any No, but we appreciate that. We appreciate an explanation for sure. I had to explain. I feel like it anything helps. goes here. Anything. Anything goes. goes. So, thanks for coming on the pod, Mare. Thank you so much for having me. This was me. awesome. I hope that people can relate. I feel like they will. I feel like people. A I lot more like people are will. open about their imposter syndrome than ever yeah. before. So and like the title of your pod no one knows anything like that's what imposter syndrome feels like like I don't know anything what am I doing am I an adult am I a speech therapist like I don't know I really don't know some days I'm all of them some days I'm none of them some days I'm all some days I truly am none but we are here we got here we worked hard and we need to remember that and be appreciative of the journey that got us here and not put ourselves Preach. down because there's enough negativity. So you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of No One Knows Anything. As always, you can follow along on Instagram at no one knows underscore pod. I've been doing some polls. I've been doing some questions, some interactive things. It's been pretty fun. I hope people are liking them. And guess what? If they don't, I don't really care. So new episodes every Thursday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a review, rate five stars if you're feeling like it. Every little bit helps to keep this thing going um, so the wheels don't fall off. So that's it for this week on No One Knows Anything, and I will talk to you again soon. Thank you.